Hello, and welcome to F1 with my uncle, episode 12. Today, we are talking about professionalism in F1, as well as touching on the cost cap situation with Red Bull, and a few other topics sprinkled in there as well. And we wrapped things up with a discussion about which tracks we might like to see back, so be sure to stick around for that. So, without any further ado, here's the episode. Enjoy. Well, it's a bye week this week, and we wanted to take the opportunity to talk about professionalism. Every now and again, in the thing that you love, you end up finding some places that you think could be better. And this is one that we kind of identified, and um, we thought it would be a good opportunity to talk about it. So, Dan, where did you want to approach the topic of professionalism? <laughs> hey, Matt. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you where it came from. And basically, there's been there, there's some things about Formula One that are kind of new and different. You know, it's been evolving in some ways to where they're allowing some things that I've never liked. And I don't, you know, typically, uh, you know, use these, let's just say, modes of speech in my personal life. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, we're all guilty of it at times, but, um, yeah. but as a, as a matter of course, and I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Here's what it is. I was listening, uh, to P uh, P Peter Windsor's, um, wrap up of the, uh, Suzuka, uh, you know, GP and it was excellent. You know, we, we, uh, <laughs> we're probably Peter's biggest fans in America. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if yeah. there's bigger fans, I'd like to meet them, you know, but, yeah. um, you know, but he and he just kind of mentioned in passing that he wishes that Formula One would they would put a stop to the uh, um, cursing over the radio and kind of the yelling, screaming stuff. And I'm like, yes, I totally agree yeah. with this. He's and, mentioned that multiple times over the, the yeah. like this year and last. And I've always kind of agreed with him. I don't like it when Max does it. I don't like it when Lewis does it. I don't like it when Sonoda does it. It's just like right. it, it just seems. Yeah. There's a group of drivers that are guilty of it and, you yeah. know, that, that all do it. But I think, and even, you know, for, you know, Russell at the beginning of the season was very calm and professional over the radio, but lately he's been more and more animated and critical. And, and I don't mind them being frustrated if, you know, if somebody, um, you know, uh, shunts them off the course and it ruins yeah. the race, you know, or course, there's a dangerous yeah. situation like uh, Gasly with the, uh, safety vehicle on the racing line in Suzuka. Absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. but there's a case in where, you know, like the team and the driver will have a disagreement on a pit stop or the type of tires they go to. And then the driver will get back on the road and literally start dropping F-bombs and other four-letter words back to the team. That has to stop. And it's just unprofessional. And that's that word again. And what I mean is that Formula One was for decades a gentleman's sport it was the pinnacle of um you know of racing i mean there's a reason that you have brands like rolex you know yeah and tag hewer and other companies like that advertising in formula one because it's the it's the penultimate you know it's the beverly hills it's the you know whatever yeah. of motorsport and I, I never really thought about that but the juxtaposition is actually kind of funny of Rolex billboards all over the track with a, a driver cussing out his team over the radio. Like, yeah. And you know, uh, there's, we, we could, we could speculate on a particular driver who is, you know, kind of more that way. And he's a uh, very, very, 
um, winning driver, but, um, you know, and I think, but the problem is when the older drivers do this, then the younger drivers coming in who want to emulate their heroes, um, start doing just that, you know, this happens in every, at the very least it's, oh, this is okay to do. Not necessarily. I'm going to be like them, but it's like, oh, they're, they're doing it. So. If yeah. Max can do it or Lewis can do it or whoever, Fernando, then that means I can do it too. Right. And in fact, this is how you act like a champion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and so it's like, you know, I, there's a word called decorum that I like. Mm, and you yeah. know, people can look that up. But there's a sense of decorum where it's like, let's, we maintain, you know, let your yes be yes and your no be no, a wise man once said. And you don't need to add a bunch of adjectives to your statement. <laughs> you simply state your opinion like, I don't think that that was the right choice of tires, team. We'll talk about this later. And you can state your opinion, but it doesn't have to be your bleeping, bleeping choice of tires and who bleep made this decision and bleepity, bleepity, bleep, you know. Yeah. You can get your point across very professionally. And, you know, swearing and yelling becomes way too much of a habit way too easily and it's something that you know people have to train themselves not to do and um so i think i think frankly i'm not you know i I, i'm kind of tired of you know the fia is you know they have more they have so many rules more and more rules every year but i wouldn't mind seeing them uh, set out some guidelines for sportsman-like conduct that includes language that's going to be broadcast or could be broadcast or reported on yeah um if you're talking to somebody with a microphone or if you're over the team radio and those things are shared you know across sky one you know sports and um you know the f1 channel and things then you need to you need to keep it family friendly because there are kids 9 10 11 year old kids that want to form follow formula one and their parents may hear this language and go, no, 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 no. I don't think you need to be watching this now. And what does that do? And that's a shame. It's yeah. Well, it's a shame because you've just lost a fan. That kid yeah. goes a on. A potential get, lifelong fan. Yeah. Yeah. He goes on to watch NASCAR or something where they generally don't do that anymore. Well, and, they at least don't broadcast it. And, and right, that's, right. that's the question I kind of have for you is, is and I, it's something, I, a question I kind of thought of, and I don't really know where I fall on it. There's I remember the very first time that they broadcast uh, team radio over the tell over the broadcast over the, the, the television. Um, yeah. And it was either I, they initially were like they initially were doing it live. And I think it was a Ferrari driver at the time. He dropped an F-bomb over the radio <laughs> and then they, they immediately stopped doing it live and played it after they had a chance to clean it up. And so this has been happening as so long as it's um, been broadcast. However, it does seem that over the last couple of years in particular, the amount of cussing and screaming over the radio has increased. So that's kind of where we're coming and, and from. And occasionally, an F-bomb does still get through. It goes through true. unnoticed. True. Um, but you, you had a question. You had a, yes. a question. Yeah. So my, my question is, do you think because it seems to be something that the drivers tend to do anyway. Do you think that the FIA should allow them to scream all they want over the radio and just not broadcast it? Or do you think that they should tell them to stop screaming over the radio? Well, again, you have to, we're talking about potentially a few different things. So screaming okay. over the radio is one thing. 
you don't have to scream obscenities over the radio. And and I think, and again, I started off by saying there are times where people are going to be animated over the radio when they feel threatened. Um, and there is the heat of the moment that we're all guilty of. You know, you smash your finger in a car door, you're probably going to utter something that you... Re- sure, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, but, I'm more talking as a catch-all for, like, swearing or just cussing out your team okay. or yelling at your team about a strategy decision, that kind of thing. I think that, in generally speaking, I think the FIA should say, look, our fans, this isn't this, there is an aspect of Formula One that it is driven, fan-driven, mm-hmm. and and it is entertainment. So... And we like, if the fans like hearing the broadcast, they should hear it. And the drivers should be told how to behave. Now, what they do away from the microphones in the paddock is between themselves. Who cares? I mean, that's between, you know, that's between them and whoever. But um, that's their own personal, uh, you know, decision. But when it comes to things that are broadcast, I think that they should remain family friendly. Now, and if they're going to yell, they need to keep the expletives out of it. That And that is a reasonable rule. You don't have to swear when you're yelling. You know, it's tempting, but you can you can learn not to do it. And these guys are all professionals. In other words, they're, they've all been taught how to speak publicly, um, how, how to present themselves in front of a microphone. You know, they're all good at it. That doesn't come without training. So, yeah, they're able to control themselves in a news interview. <laughs> right, so, right, exactly. And yeah. and even then, sometimes, there, and this is what bothers me, is even then, the drivers now are kind of trying to use the media even to manipulate their teams at times. Yeah, we mentioned that with Russell the other day. Yeah, I he think was in yeah, kind of speculating, well, gee, I hope the team doesn't yeah. make me start from you know the pit lane or whatever. And and it's like, uh, you know, so I thought, well, that that's not good because now he's using the media. But yeah. and then and then, you know, we have the issue of the cost cap that came up recently. And that's another one where um, there's all sorts of wild speculation on, you know, like you, know, you have and this and now because the teams are doing it. And unfortunately, Total Wolves made a big deal of the alleged um, breach of Red Bull of their cost cap in 2021. You have all these, you know, sycophant YouTube guys that are just running with that. And and they're putting out these sensationalistic videos claiming. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. And and, yeah, you listen to it and there's nothing. There's a number has never it hasn't been published yet. Yeah, they're basically taking the list of potential penalties that could be inflicted on Red Bull and saying that the worst one on the list is definitely what's going to happen. And, where they, it's like, and they overspent by the maximum possible right, to be in that right. category. You know, you literally had a, I saw one video where they're, I think in the title it said Red Bull overspends by $7.25 billion. Well, oh, that geez. would be five to be, to have a minor infraction, which the FIA thinks Red Bull might've been, you know, they're, they're, they still have to discuss this, but they think Red Bull might've been guilty of 5% or less that that's a category. Well, five, the 5% is 7.25. So you have people running around and, and other people are going to start quoting this number. Oh, Red Bull was, they spent $7,007 million too much. No wonder they won in 21. And it creates a false narrative and it's no good. Yeah. You know, we, it, it, things like this, it's like, it's not professional. No, it's not. Dial it back. It's not. Innocent till proven guilty. Yeah. You know, we don't want to go around falsely accusing people of things. Yeah. 
And that's and let's just keep it. You know, if Red Bull well, is and we over, don't want to be murdering people over in an <laughs> allegation. You know, it's right. like we don't want to be. And I'm metaphorically, obviously, but like yeah. you, you have a Total Wolf, a team boss in interviews saying, "Wow, man, if I had seven point two million or whatever." It's like that's literally it, the what has happened. All that's happened is the FIA has said you've had a minor overspend, which is anywhere from one dollar yes. up to seven point two five million dollars. So it's for, anywhere yes, in exactly. that window. But granted, <laughs> anywhere in that window. Yeah, and so it's and, and you have Toto's a team using boss. this. He's using this to to say, well, gee, if we had that much more money to spend on our twenty twenty two car back in twenty twenty one, we wouldn't be in the shape they're in. So he's. He's manipulating this yeah. to to make excuses for why for our um, excuse me why Mercedes are you know where they're not competitive this year like like they yeah. like they normally are, and that kind of thing is not professional. That's that's what I'm saying. No, it's not professional. It's not good for the sport. You you have no. an actual team boss, somebody that fans know. Like it's this isn't just some guy in IT. This is like the guy. Yeah. And he's sitting there, you know, being unprofessional. He's assuming the worst when nothing's been proven yet. And and, and if it's the like, facts come out and it contradicts Toto's position, like let's say it's winds up being like six hundred thousand or something that's Sound it's a lot of money to you and I, but it's not going to decide a championship in the Formula yeah. One budget. Um, you know, that kind of thing. Then, you know, it makes Total look bad and people start to lose faith in what they hear from, you know, people like Total with the you know, the team principals. Mm-hmm. So, and he's not. We don't mean to sit here and rag on Total Wolf. I mean, he's he's happens to be in the wrong in this particular case. But I mean, there's been a bunch of potentially ugly things said yeah. by nearly every team boss. So it's like it's yeah, not Mattia just him. Yeah, Benotto was right there with him. You know. Yeah, and like Otmar Zaffnauer his... over the yes. whole thing with um, uh, Piastri, and like there's yep. just there's just a lot of stuff that happens, and it's like, come on, guys, do we do we really need to be saying this to the media? Do we really need to be? whining <laughs> so now, much now, now let me give you an alternative let's say that you're total wolf like we're just going to use him for an example and you're you're wanting to make a point but maintain professionalism now what sounds better if a reporter asks him hey what do you think about this charge that red bull is you know um, they've committed a minor overage you know in their cost gap and he might just say well you know the the numbers haven't been published yet. We really have to reserve judgment until it's until the exact situation has been publicized. But it would I would find it unfortunate if Red Bull had gained an advantage over the rest of the teams by exceeding the cost cap. That would be, um, you know, I would hate to yeah. see that. I would hate to see that for the sport. And then just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. So he's taking the high road at that point. Absolutely. And you can even use even a little bit more critical language while still being professional. Like I would find it deeply disturbing, you know, things like that. But I don't to, even to, think you have to go that far. You can just you say, don't, yeah, you know. But and sometimes the less said, it's it's so much better than just assuming that it's the, assuming the worst and then drawing all your conclusions from it. It's like okay, man. <laughs> like, well, if you and if you do that, you know, kind of take the high road, and then it turns out you're right, and it is like five million dollars. Then you get to gloat, and who doesn't love a bit of gloating? Then, then you <laughs> just smile. You just sit there and smile and go, "Wow, interesting." Yeah. You know, but whereas now, if it turns out to be a small amount of money, then he needs to apologize for what he said and blah blah blah. But it makes the whole sport look like um, 
you know, one of those daytime uh, talk show hosts where people accuse each other of horrible things, you know, or you whatever. Know, like Maury or whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you know, these these things where people say sensationalistic things, you know, like, yeah. You know, and that's yeah. why he calls me Uncle Daddy. You know? <laughs> but and we don't want F one going that direction, you know. Yeah, and and I think I think a lot of it is is on the YouTube kind of content creator side of it as well. Is like you get these, like you mentioned, these channels that are like running with the seven two point or seven point two five um million number or whatever and so there was one that was even talking about i used to like this this channel but like they 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 were talking about how like we think that they're gonna yeah. revoke max's title from last it's like yeah we dude, think that's the like, fia should strip his title and we believe it's a real possibility yeah and like okay <laughs> if they overspent by 7.25 million dollars i might be inclined to agree with you especially well, it's, if it's, but it's not according to the rules it's still below the five percent and it does not include no stripping i know titles. but like but still, I mean, on principle, I, if if all of that seven point two five went in towards development of last year's car, well, I'd you know that's again, that's bad. Keep, but, keeping the professionalism, there are rules for what can be done, and stripping titles is not in the rule book. It actually, so, well, so, it's so you, you reducing even, not for reducing, a minor, not for a minor infraction. Like they're not going to retroactively go back and take the title away. Let's put it that way. Well, okay. So the 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 uh, uh, potential penalties are things like um, the on the extreme end are reducing uh, constructors' uh, points. I don't believe reducing drivers' points no. is on the list. Yeah. Where and that's where the the problem is. But I could be wrong about that. Drivers' points might be, and and it might imply to current or future years, not past years. That's the other. thing. No, we it would be for the year in question. I, I don't know that. Reducing. I don't know. If that's typically not how the FIA does these retroactive. That's correct. Penalties. Uh, that's that's their extreme, uh, their extreme penalties. Yeah, I, the more I, I, likely I, I don't ones know if are. That's, I mean, for sure. Are you sure about that? Or you're just kind of guessing on that one. I've I've heard it reported from reliable sources. Okay. I haven't read okay. the rule book. So yeah, in that case, I. I my guess, and you know, one of us is going to be right or wrong, but number one, for a 5% or less, and again, we're kind of getting off on a tangent here, but for yeah, 5% yeah. or less, it's not going to, they're not going to do something that draconian. If it's over, no, 5%, no, no. Yes. And, that, and that was the point I was getting at. The more yeah. likely penalty that they're going to get is something like reducing the amount of money you can spend this year, or re you get to sit out a, a couple of sessions. Penalty, hundred thousand dollar penalty is probably what's going to happen. Or they fine them, or yeah, or or something. They they reduce the amount of wind tunnel time they get to to have things like that. Yeah, yeah, it could be something so, like that. That's going to be enacted, you know, next yeah. year, or maybe they take a few points away from the constructors this year. But yeah, they're not going to go back and strip titles, and you know, no. the, see, the FIA is too—they're professional. They're not going to do something like that because that would make the sport look lame. It would look and like it, a laughing. It would make stock it look like point. roller derby or something, and they're yeah. <laughs> and they're not going to do that. Yeah. So, and and the problem is now when you have these the drivers whining and cussing and screaming, and the team some yeah. team principals doing the same thing. 
Then you get the YouTubers doing it, and there, you know, there may be some other F1 podcasts you know, where they're doing it's it. It's the kind of behavior you would expect out of NASCAR, not out of the F1, not out of F1. <laughs> Except NASCAR has gone the other direction, but I totally <laughs> Funnily agree. enough, that NASCAR's become more professional, <laughs> yeah. and F1 is kind of sliding in the wrong direction a little bit, and that's what yeah. we're trying to address. I don't, again, you know, you you have sponsors like Rolex watches and Tag Heuer. Yeah. Yeah. And and you have, um, you know, high-end fashion, you know, like you had Benetton. Uh, they were a, a very popular fashion team back you know, okay. like in the fashion company in the 90s. And they were the Renault team sponsor. It was Team Benetton. You know, when Schumacher won his first two um, driving championships, it was Benetton. And you had Flavio Briatore, who was a Benetton executive, coming in as the Formula One team principal. It was a really interesting era. But they were a high-end, you know, like Tommy Hilfinger's, you know, things like that, who's also involved in F1. You have a lot of high-end companies that sell expensive lines of goods. Mercedes, Ferrari, come on now. And, and uh, Aston Martin. And it's the higher end of life you know and, and and so there's a certain amount of decorum and professionalism that are expected there and i just think we're seeing a bit of an erosion of it and that mm -hmm. i it would certainly make me happy for that to stop for the professionalism benefit of the doubt take a take a chill pill guys relax um in other words and where the people involved in f1 set an example of behavior for all the fans wouldn't that be great <laughs> yeah it so. seems like the the self-proclaimed pinnacle of motorsport should be held should hold itself to a higher standard absolutely there's nothing yeah. wrong with that you know yeah. society has um different classes of things you know and and formula 1 is a higher class it it always has been and you know, I don't think anybody voted to to uh, you know to knock it down a few notches and make it more of a you know yeah. you know gutter sport. You know, I don't think that's a direction people want to go in, but it is kind of going that way. And I just think we should put a stop to it. Um, yeah. It's something that I would love to see the FIA address over the uh, winter break and and fix it for next year and going forward. I think that'd be great. I think Peter yeah. Winter. Um, you know he's he's been around the sport since the early seventies. I think that would that's what he's I think getting at. He just hates to see that kind of thing. Yeah, and I agree. I agree with it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I think um, kind of getting back to what I was getting at at the beginning is just we're not trying to sit here and rag on the sport, rag on anyone mm -hmm. in particular. We we like or at the very least don't dislike any of the people we mentioned. We it's this isn't about being personal. It's just this is a trend it's a it's a pattern of behavior we see across the board mm -hmm. and like i said uh, when there's something that you love you care about it and you want to see it be better and this is one way that i think it could be a lot better so. absolutely absolutely yep all right all righty anything well, else I, you wanted to talk about i think, about I that? think we covered that i would um, I would love to know what people listening have to say about it. And yeah. actually, uh, you can reach us through email. Uh, I'm dan at withmyuncle.com or matt, M-A-T-T, -T, at withmyuncle.com. You can reach either one of us. If you have comments about it, let us know what you think. And if the, we'll, uh, there's a good chance we'll, we'll read comments on this um, on the air next the next time we have a bi-week yeah. a bi a or... recording. Or because yeah. our hot seat to uh, topic is coming up, if you have yeah. a hot seat topic for either one of us, email the other person and Ooh, we'll, we'll ask it. So, 
Yeah, if you have a cool. question you want to hear Matt answer, send it to me, Dan at withmyuncle.com, or vice versa, if you have one for Matt, and I'll I'll ask it. And if it's a good question, we'll ask. Yeah. <laughs> or if we as long as we haven't done it already, we will do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we'll and we'll mention your first name unless you ask us not to. <laughs> Absolutely. And so speaking of Let's get into the hot seat. So uh, this is the topic that we've not discussed ahead of time. And this time it is my turn to ask you. I, I like it better when I get to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is. Yes. Out of all of the tracks that F1 has ever raced at that they do not currently race at. Ooh. Which one would you like to see back the most? And Why? <laughs> Yeah, well, sure. And why? Oh <laughs> uh, well, I'm that actually is easy for me to answer. <laughs> really? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I have to just determine which one of the rings in Germany I'm going to go with as my <laughs> primary. <laughs> you know, I um, thought about that. Well, Hockenheim, Nurburgring, Nurburgring, or the Hocken, uh, you know, Hockenheim. Yeah. It's, uh, I guess I mentioned ring for both, but. Um, you know, I really miss no, having... it's called the Hockenheim Ring, I think. Yeah, I think it is. But yeah. the Nürburgring, I believe, is... They used to alternate between the two. That when they yeah. first started going out of favor, they alternated between the two. They would have the Nürburgring one year and the Hockenheim Ring the next. And then, um, and then they just went straight Nürburgring. And then we haven't been there for years. And I miss it. I love those tracks. Um, and I don't, I'm unaware of anything as far as track surface or medical facilities or proximity to a hospital or anything like that, that would prevent the track from being added well, well, back into for the this, calendar. we're not considering any of that. That's okay. out the window. Okay. I was just thinking, well, this is just my, and I'm just kind of verbalizing my analytical process. Okay, In okay. other words, I think That's there's fair. a real chance of it happening, but I really enjoyed um, the Nurburgring and I enjoyed Hockenheim and you know, there's, there's, and there's just, there's a history there with formula one. Um, that's so interesting. And those tracks were more dangerous in the past and they've, you know, added a lot of safety features and things. And, um, you know, those, uh, the Nurburgring is where, you know, um, you know, for example, you know, Nicky Lada was injured on the Nurburgring. That's where he had his fire, you know, and, um and things like that and those are just storied tracks that um they're i i just really enjoyed those as a younger f1 um you know fan and i i i you know it'd be like losing spa you know like i would hate that yeah and, and i saw the nurburgring and the hawk you know when the nurburgring entirely went away and um and again, the Hockenheim ring left earlier, but I just saw that as like, why are we not there? And I thought maybe we would come back, but it hasn't happened. So that's my initial answer to your question. Now, I guess for sake of discussion, I can turn it around and say, what would you, which, which course or track would you like to see come back? So I think, and I hadn't had a chance to verify this. I, it only occurred to me earlier today. Okay. But I think they raced at, um, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> what country? The the California with the corkscrew. Oh no, I don't think they. Um, you're thinking of Laguna Seca. I don't think they they never raced at Laguna Seca. F1 never did. Okay, well then, if we're gonna I don't draw, if we're gonna change it to any track that exists, that would be my answer. I I would oh, love yeah. to see them race yeah. Laguna Seca with the corkscrew. That would be amazing. Yeah. But as as far as we talked about that last year, and I think the issue is that. 
the width of the track is less than the minimal width for a Formula One track. Um, I think there's also the something about the the corkscrew itself is yes. too rapid of an elevation change. And yeah, that's the angle, just the angle yeah. of it is too steep, too short. But we're 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 talking we're talking hypothetical pie in the sky here. I would just well, I would love to see. I it. like your original question of former tracks that former we tracks race yeah. at that we could go back to. As know, of to right them. now, I would probably say Mugello or Mugello or whatever, however you pronounce it. I I think that track is fantastic. It's fairly new, and we raced it a couple of years ago, but it's not on the calendar and where, doesn't where look is, like it where will is be. That track? I'm not even. I'm drawing. A southeast asia somewhere let me let me look it up hmm. sounds um, spanish oh but, you yeah. know what that you know what you're right you're right i'm thinking of the um malaysian grand prix um oh Mugello is the Mugello is the, the one i was thinking of and that one's in spain i would love to yep. see um actually no i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay we're a bit scatterbrained here it was it's in italy it's in Mugello, italy okay okay and I do like that track a lot. And we're in Italy for two races. I don't mind going there for three. But I would I... say maybe change, <laughs> maybe alternate between Imola and Mugello, I would think. There you go. And yeah. And again, we're not in Germany at all right now, are we? We're in yeah, Austria. I mean, that's that's kind of the obvious answer, but you went with that one. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> but Mugello has like the longest <laughs> straightaway of, of, the, of any of, okay. of most tracks. And then it's got a bunch of like really interesting typography and stuff around it. I think it's a oh, fascinating cool. track. I'll I'll, but... uh, I'll I'll have a look at it after we get done. Yeah, here. but yeah, there's there's um I know Lewis is very big on the track in South Africa. Um, yeah, but they're but actually wants... planning on bringing it back. So yeah, that one it's just it's going to take some time. You know, yeah. there's procedural issues there, but. Um, Kyle yeah, Lamy. So, Kyle yeah, Lamy, Kyle Lamy. yeah, that in the past had been a popular track. And so, yeah, I, yeah, I think it's, you know, I, I, I guess the um, part, part of the reasoning in, you know, reality is you want to expose as many fans worldwide to F1 as yeah. possible. And unfortunately, politics sometimes do play into where we race. You know, there was no China Grand Prix this year there was no russian grand prix for obvious reasons this year and um you know those so there are some other things that can um you know either due to the pandemic or due to politics or whatever that preclude a track from being used but um barring those things i just think it is wise and a good idea to bring f1 to as many fans as possible i'm yeah. I'm like super glad that there's a mexican grand prix and and there wasn't for a while I think that's yeah. a track. It's a great track too. Yeah, it's a great track. It's a track we had, we stopped going to, now we're back and I'm glad. Yeah. Um we've always been in Brazil, like Interlagos. I can't imagine Dude. an F1 season without Interlagos. I would hate I, it. And I love the track too. Yeah, but it's hey, a great track. I, I actually looked it up. Uh, I was trying to think of the Malaysian Grand Prix too, because um Sepang yeah. is a great yeah, yeah, circuit. Yeah, Sepang's Sepang's a great circuit. Yeah. And and that's that's more the one I was thinking of over Mugello. Mugello's great okay. too. So I I'm gonna say Either of those I'd be happy with. Sepang yeah, yeah. or Mugello. Yeah. And I think that's that's reasonable. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know why we're not at Sepang anymore. But yeah. Uh, and we probably will be. But um, maybe, you know, who knows why. But but look what we got back that wasn't on the calendar for a long time. And we got back Suzuka recently. Yeah. And, and Zandvoort. Uh, and, Zandvoort had to get yeah, reworked. Zandvoort, but Zandvoort's exactly. back. Imola. Yeah. A couple but of years ago, like, we'd drop out. Absolutely. We should always be at Suzuka. Like, because 
otherwise, you know, it's Japan. That's a yeah. very famous track. Um, look at the race we had this year. You know, you do yeah. get rain there regularly. There's some famous rain races there. Um, you know, as there are in Spa and other places. That's know. why a few weeks ago, when I was when we were talking about the the F1 calendar, I was kind of proposing the idea of having a set number of tracks and then a set amount of slots that you can fill with whatever and you just rotate through a bunch of tracks because there's so many good tracks out there and yeah. we just don't I go just, to them and well, it just I, makes me I sad think, yeah and we could speculate on why that is the only thing i yeah. can think is that it it takes an enormous amount of money to prepare a track for f1 and in order that to is get, true in order to get anybody or a country or a company to um or all the above to to take that to in in um you know, take on that cost, you have to guarantee them a certain amount of revenue back or the opportunity That's true. for revenue. So yeah. there may be but some get things... out of here with your practical stuff. We're talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as far as the, you know, people listening to our podcast, I'll throw that out. Sure. There just sure. <laughs> so they understand what some of the constraints are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and there are things like there need to be proper medical facilities and the track yeah. has to be properly surfaced and there has to be this wide and there are limitations on, you know, um, physical things that the cars are going to crash. <laughs> and uh, and there needs to be um, a medical facility within a certain distance of the track so that if a driver's, you know, really badly injured, they can be life-flighted there. Um, those are all requirements. So, um, and that's the, and that's another thing, you know, that we didn't bring up about weather. Sometimes the reason a race is stopped in high rain and heavy, heavy, heavy rain isn't so much that the cars can't handle the water on the track with the full wets, but it's that helicopters don't fly in certain conditions. If there's, um, you know, lightning and things like that, then it's unsafe flying conditions. And if you can't fly the helicopter, you probably don't have the race. Oh, I didn't even consider that. Yeah, yeah. That, like, I that's thought about why that. you stop for rain is because you can't it, fly someone out if you need to. That's crazy. It's just something that they have to consider. Okay, yeah. Because huh. otherwise, you're if they're you know, like, you know, let's just say in this situation, a helicopter could not have flown, and Gasly did. You know, God forbid. Let's just say he did hit that safety car and needed to go to the hospital. What if they had to put him in a bumpy ambulance and drive him thirty miles? That would be horrible. You're yeah. You're good. You're stepping back twenty, thirty years in F one to do things like that. Yeah, yeah. I get. And okay. we're not. And we're just not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness. F one has made some amazing uh, progresses in safety, and they don't and they don't bend on those, and they shouldn't. And so I think that's. Um, you know, that, that's a good thing. But I just thought I'd throw that out because we did not mention that last time. And during the week, it popped into my head like, oh, right, helicopter weather flying. You know, yeah. I was watching a show and they were in a helicopter in a storm. It was just a fake, you know, TV show. And I go, oh, right. That's why, you know, they probably <laughs> red flagged the race for a little bit. So, you know. All right. So, I... so pick one. Hockenheim or Nürburgring? Which one? Nürburgring. Nurburgring, all right, and the yeah. full the full circuit or just the the newer the newer circuit that they have. I think the newer circuit would be would make more sense. Okay, and for me, if I was to pick one between Sepang and Mugello, I think I'd go with Sepang. Okay, I think that would be Good. the one to go with. Well, there you go. Cool. And again, email us. We gave our email Dan or Matt at withmyuncle.com. and. Um, yeah, let us know if you what track you want to see back. If you if there's one you yeah. were hoping we would mention and we didn't, let us know what it is, and we'll uh, 
we'll we'll read those out in the next broadcast or next bye week for sure. Yeah, if not before. Speaking of, we yes, are sir. in Austin, my hometown, hey, my hey, backyard. Hey, 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 we're back in Texas, <laughs> in the great state of Texas. <laughs> so that's gonna be good it's one of my favorite tracks not just because it's in my backyard but because it's actually (laughs) a cool track um and it always gives a good race and also we were there last year so it also holds a special place in my heart yeah um but you know unfortunately i mean unless you find another absolute steal of tickets i doubt we'll be there this year but yeah we had we well last year it was so the race you know the the year the year was so tight between max and lewis that we yeah sprung for really good tickets and we're and it was the best experience <laughs> dude it was, know, incredible. it was just an amazing experience weirdly you know? it was year, your first f1 event ever right and you've been following since the 80s yeah that was my first live f1 yours too but yeah um but you're younger so <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh i just think that was good um we both yeah. enjoyed it and i was yeah you it was know, great. that was i really got sunburned but do. you know yeah, well, it's worth yeah, it. It happens. You know, sacrifice <laughs> the body. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I think it was amazing. We had a we had a great time, and this year, you know, Max is already you know the titles his constructors is still up for grabs, but it won't be discussed. It won't be determined in Austin. But yeah, you know, if I see tickets, if when it gets close to the weekend, if I see some pretty good seats like just being blown out for someone trying to save some get some money out of them then uh to just be prepared for a call <laughs> hey matt we're going <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'll be great yeah. and uh my uh wild card prediction for the race is going to be mm. perez with a sneaky victory or at least like a second place or something like another red bull one too yeah or or he might he might just take it i don't know but he Perez seems to do really well in the closing stages of the season. He usually like what I've noticed over the past few years is like he does well in the early part of the season, kind of gets, get, you know, gets a little bit lost in things in the middle and then has a really strong end of the season. And so he's well, on a roll right now. We, you're forgetting what we talked about after um, the Singapore Grand Prix. <laughs> Am I? And that, well, in the sense that the uh, more street circuit ish type tracks are his like that's where I he know shines. but let a man dream so, come on <laughs> <laughs> well and it could happen i mean any of these guys could win right anybody yeah, from russell true. on up could win you know or even norris or ricardo for that fact if they keep doing well but yeah um you know can potentially win but yeah i'm gonna go for unfortunately it's not gonna be max lewis it's gonna be max and ferrari and um, whether it's Sainz or Leclerc, chances I can see a I can see a Ferrari Red Bull battle probably with Max. Uh, again, all things being equal, meaning there's no mechanical or penalties sure, sure. or you know yeah. whatever. But I could definitely see that. I, I think it's going to be a typical race because it's a fast track. So I think you're going to have the top four, unless there's a mechanical, are going to be probably Red Bull, Red Bull, Red Bull. It's either going to be Red Bull, Ferrari, Ferrari, Red Bull, or Rebel, Rebel, Ferrari, Ferrari. <laughs> That's going to be the top four. And then, and then, you know, Alpine's Alpine is actually they're getting better on fast they're, tracks. Yeah, so, I'm going to uh, say they're my outsider for a podium. So 
it's it could be, but chances are one of the Mercedes will be fifth or fourth, depending on if there's a yeah. retirement of one of the um, top four drivers right now. But um, so fourth or fifth is going to be a Mercedes, and I think there'll be an Alpine thrown in after that before the next Mercedes. You know, so it's probably going to be, you know, Mercedes Alpine, Mercedes Alpine. You know, and then maybe the uh, then who knows if it's if it's Haas or McLaren or. Somebody. I mean, Norris might get a get a look in there. Norris does pretty well. Consistently. Yeah, yeah. So you you could have a McLaren and he, I think Norris has historically finished on average seventh, or at least he's finished seventh in like ten races or something ridiculous. I don't remember the actual yeah. stat, but it was like it was something like that. It was crazy. And I, I think you're going. There's a good chance you're going to have the um, Aston Martin seem to be picking up this, and you're liable to have one or two of those in the top ten for sure. Yeah, I think so. they had an upgrade that came in in uh, Singapore, yeah. and they've been actually, they've been showing up lately. So, I mean, better late than never, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <they're, laughs> it, you know, yeah, it's nice to see for Vettel, you know, so he can maybe go out being, you know, top 10. They've gotten like 20 points or something in the last two races, which is outrageous. Yeah. They were sitting on like, like what, a dozen at best before? Yeah. Something like that? I don't remember. Let me, let me look up, let me, to Google, where are the standings right now? Um, we've got constructors, we've got, um, yeah, Aston jumped from ninth up to seventh. They're at 45 right now. There you go. Yeah. It's pretty wild. So, So, yeah. I mean, that's a massive difference. Ninth to seventh. Chances are Red Bull, which I think is really cool because of Checo. I think Red Bull is going to clinch the constructors in Mexico. Um, yeah, they're on, tra- they're Mexico, on track yeah. to do that, and that's going to be amazing. You know, Max. Oh, that would be so clinches great. Clinches the drivers' championship in Japan, and Honda was obviously they're running a Honda Honda motor, and then as far as the constructor, uh, Checo's home race in Mexico to clinch the constructors. I just think it's a storybook season for Red Bull, right? Yeah, now. for real, so, for real. Alrighty, well, that's going to do it for us. So we'll be back same time, same place next week after Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas. So be looking forward to that. So until then, thanks so much for listening and take care of yourselves.